Hey guys, welcome back to Rice Public Radio. Today we're going to talk about corporate media, establishment bias, and Bernie Sanders. Now, corporate media is out to get Bernie Sanders once again. Gee, what a damn surprise. And is more disgusting than ever. During a recent speech in New Hampshire, Bernie Sanders stated, I talk about parens, Amazon's taxes parens, all of the time. And then I wonder why the Washington Post, which is owned by Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon, doesn't write particularly good articles about me. I don't know why. Mainstream media pounced on this right away. Some, like CNN, even equated Bernie Sanders' critique of the media with President Donald Trump's attacks on the press. CNN ran a segment stating that Bernie Sanders' attacks on the press is dangerous and without substance and evidence. Now this is a totally shameful and disgusting hit piece by the mainstream media. It's just one of the many attacks that corporate media has levied against Bernie Sanders. Now just for the record, let me tell you the difference between Bernie Sanders and Trump. Donald Trump is a narcissist. He wants the news media to just paint him in a positive light and just say all these great things about him. Bernie Sanders, on the other hand, he's criticizing the media for not covering issues that affect normal, average working class folks in the United States. So that's the difference between them two in short. Now, on August 12th, the New York Times reported that Bernie Sanders spoke to almost no one at the Iowa State Fair. Now, here's the crazy thing. Pictures from the event clearly showed Bernie Sanders talking and walking with folks and speaking to mammoth crowds. This is the damn New York Times. They have massive amounts of resources, and yet they still said Bernie Sanders spoke to no one. They could have done, hey, they have reporters on hand. They could have simply done a Google search and found all these pictures that I easily found on Google. So what a baseless attack. The CNN segment that compared Bernie's attacks on the media with Trumpian-style attacks on the press stated that there was no evidence that the media is biased. Well, they clearly forgot that the Washington Post published 16 negative articles about Bernie Sanders in 16 hours back in 2016. And you're saying that there's no bias? Now, these blatant hit pieces against Bernie Sanders are too numerous to list. But this goes beyond Bernie Sanders. He is the current biggest threat against the establishment, which is why he is receiving such biased coverage. There is an establishment bias in corporate media that defends the status quo and the powerful. In fact, many reporters and journalists were fired because they refused to toe the establishment line. Ed Schultz was a reporter on MSNBC, and he was fired because he wanted to cover Bernie Sanders. He stated that he got a call from MSNBC television executive uh, Griffin telling him not to cover Bernie's launch speech five minutes before it aired. Ed Schultz had already made contact with the campaign and had all the preparations in place. And yet he was told not to cover the speech. Phil Donahue was a senior reporter and journalist from MSNBC as well. He was ousted from MSNBC after showing skepticism during the ramp up to the Iraq war. In a time where other networks were wrapping themselves with the flag, 
the network considered Donahue's anti-war stance to be unpopular and unacceptable to the network's executives and Washington insiders. Now, this was all confirmed in a leaked memo in 2003. Phil Donahue, at that time, he had a highly rated show on the network's primetime slot at that time. Now, another example. Cenk Uygur, our boy Cenk Uygur, the CEO and host of the Young Turks, well, he left MSNBC after management was concerned about Cenk's tone. He ruffled too many feathers within the establishment and he was told to tone it down and to take it easy. Hey, and also, at that time, Cenk Uygur's show was the highest rated show on the network. So, it's not about tank tanking ratings, it's not about bad ratings or viewership, it's about towing that establishment line and how you gotta how you gotta follow orders or you're gonna be outed. Now the corporate media protects those in power. Now it's not about it's not that top executives are telling people what to report or not to report, although in Chank Yugir's case and Ed Schultz's case they were literally told not to cover something or to tone it down. But there's an establishment groupthink that's pervasive throughout the media. There is a sort of self-censorship in media bubbles. There are some things that are acceptable and some things that are not acceptable. It's in hiring decisions, memos, emails. But I think it can be traced to how we are brought up in society. We are told from the beginning that capitalism is just the natural way of things, that it's not going anywhere, that it's the best thing since sliced bread. Our history books and political leaders pound into our skulls the idea that America can do no wrong, and it's the whole idea of American exceptionalism that we're just a force for good. Okay, yeah, we've done some blunders, you know, like slavery, but hey, for the most part, America was a force of good and every, and all those bad guys deserved what they got. You know, never mind the genocide of Native Americans, attacks on the labor movement, xenophobia and racism, and so on and so forth. You know, perhaps, you know, I think it's, it's even more, this idea of American exceptionalism, it's even more blatant in our views of foreign policy. We've come to pick either an aggressive, boots-on-the-ground, full-force invasion-type view, or just a slightly milder approach, such as uh, extrajudicial drone strikes or armament of rebels. The default view is not whether we should go to war, but how aggressive and how destructive we should be in our military intervention. So these are just some topics that are just brought up in our socialization and our, in our upbringing in our upbringing that are supposedly natural that can't be uh, contradicted or challenged so it's through the socialization upbringing and relentless propaganda that the media wraps itself in groupthink and self-censorship certain things shouldn't be reported on because that's just the way it is and if you want to challenge it hey that's unacceptable and outlandish now, journalists like to paint themselves as a fourth estate, as a, as a check to power. You know, they challenge power. They're supposed to, you know, challenge authority and dictatorships and all that. Hey, but this can't be further from the truth. Corporate media, they're reporters. Uh, and so 
They act like a special boys club that's closed off to the outsiders. You can join if you want, but you gotta play ball. Well, if you're actually here to challenge power, the mainstream news would be covering Chelsea Manning, BDS, war crimes that our soldiers committed in Afghanistan and Iraq. Um, they would talk about Edward Snowden and the extent of our NSA surveillance, how our liberties are being curtailed and being um, per, being uh, taken away. They would talk about the grotesque levels of wealth and income inequality, how the top one-tenth of one percent own as much wealth as the bottom 90 percent, how three individuals own more than the bottom half of Americans, how 12 percent of people in the United States live in poverty, the homelessness crisis that's that's in our large metropolitan cities, and so on. Where's the coverage on this? Where are the investigations into the CIA, uh, audits of the Pentagon, government corruption, torture, campaign finance, and, uh, campaign finance, and so on? Now, maybe there's an article or a segment or two in the opinion pages here or there, but these are major issues that affect many American lives. Where's the wall-to-wall -wall coverage? Now, say, now, another point. Our media is highly consolidated. 90% of our media is owned by only six companies. Um, in contrast, in 1983, 90% of our media was owned by 50 companies. Now, you see the big difference there. When you have six companies owning that much media, you're going to be highly influential. The consolidation of media limits the perspectives offered as more and more media uh, outlets are gobbled up by large corporations. Now, this further amplifies their message even more. These companies have the cash to amplify the establishment message and distribute it across multiple platforms and networks. So the reach is going to be bigger and bigger the more they consolidate and the bigger they get. Now, this is an important part. The owners directors and executives of these media outlets are wealthy and powerful they might have connections to members of government to the private sector uh, to, to people in corporations and so on it's in these owners' interests to not report to limit reporting or chastise issues that could potentially damage their image interests or profit for example CNN has ads for Pfizer and other pharmaceutical companies. Their network has been extremely hostile to Medicare for All and Bernie Sanders because Medicare for All would limit the drug company's profits by capping the cost or negotiating the cost of drugs sold to consumers. These reports, uh, sorry, these reporters aren't going to ruffle the feathers of the companies that run ads on their network because these ads essentially pay the bills Talk about conflict of interest. Now, I cannot stress this point enough. There's a class-based interest regarding the ownership of media by wealthy individuals who have to provide profit for themselves, partners, and shareholders. That's why topics like income inequality, homelessness in our urban cities, the absurd price of healthcare, and our empire building are seldomly touched upon by the media. To address these issues is to challenge the rich and powerful and the economic system that produces these individuals, the same individuals that own the network. So 
to report on these issues is to challenge their the the system that gives them power. So obviously they're not going to do it. You know, this is why issues like campaign finance report uh can, sorry, let me start over. This is why issues related to campaign finance reform, political corruption, foreign aggression, income inequality and so forth are so rarely reported by the mainstream corporate media. And if they can't if they cannot hide it, it will be reframed and reshaped in a matter that is the least critical of the establishment. Medicare for all is never framed as how it will benefit the American people. Media pundits will never discuss how it actually saves Americans more than the taxes they are going to pay, since there are no longer going to be premiums, deductibles, co-payments, and the like. They never talk about the research that shows Medicare for all saving our country over $5 trillion over the next decade, the Medicare for All debate is always framed as, oh my god, your taxes are going to be going up. Oh my god, they're going to be raised. But the media never talks about the absurd 50 billion, oh sorry, not 50 billion, that'd be really low. But, but the media never talks about the absurd $750 billion defense budget and how it's higher than the next nine nations combined. Nope, they're fine talking about cutting welfare programs like Social Security uh, and, and Medicaid, but somehow defense spending is off the table. Let's take a look at what happened in 2016 and with Bernie Sanders right now. Mainstream media like CNN, CBS, MSNBC, they pretended like they were going, they pretended that they're giving an objective analysis of issues or an analysis of the debates, but they stack all these discussions with Hillary supporters and Bernie, anti-Bernie pundits and the like. And they just pretended like they were giving an objective account or unbiased uh, account of the entire situation. This is such an important topic. And I've only talked a little bit about the numerous problems that surround our media in the United States. Mainstream media is not going to go against the status quo and establishment because it is an instrument of the ruling class. Be very careful and cognizant of this fact. Thanks for listening. This is Rice Man Louie, signing off.